Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, we are looking at free agent defensive backs who may make sense for the Miami Dolphins for the 2023 season. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you guys are enjoying your weeks. Today on the show, here on Locked On Dolphins, we are exploring defensive back free agents that may make sense for the Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I'm going to go ahead and pop open an energy drink here because this is a, a very high interest, high interest position group for a lot of Dolphins fans, myself included. And as I dug into uh, the economics of a lot of these players, I think you've got a pretty reasonable chance to make some noise here and in a good way and in a responsible way. And you're not going to get another market reset contract out of just about anybody, I would expect, especially with you needing to figure out what you're going to do with Byron Jones and his contract. That decision in itself is going to lose large, loom large, bleh, bleh, bleh. need more energy drink, uh, loom large for the Dolphins uh, for uh, this offseason and what this upcoming year is going to look like. I don't think Byron Jones is a great fit within the Vic Fangio system. We are waiting for the Fangio announcement to be made. It is about 8 o'clock on Tuesday morning. And... Um, there's plenty of names for us to dive into. And yesterday on the show, uh, we talked about lessons from the Super Bowl. I think one of the lessons from the Super Bowl were if Kansas City was going to lose this game, it was going to be an observation I was going to have was the youth that they had in the secondary really hurt them. And Miami has some youth, but they have some veteran players. They've got a good blend and balance. And continuing to mix those with second and third contract players who might not be the linchpins of your roster, but are serviceable and adequate starters is, is probably a pathway the Dolphins are going to have to explore. The good news is this. If you look at, and let's start with cornerback. If you look at the economics of players set to hit free agency, there's only one player in free agency whose current average per year pay exceeds seven and a quarter million dollars, and that is Baltimore Ravens corner Marcus Peters. He's 30 years old, was coming back from a season-ending injury in 2021. I don't think he's a fit for the Dolphins. He's a pretty high-variance player. He's a high-cost player. He gets a lot of ball production, but there's a lot of bad to go with a lot of good. Not particularly interested there. James Bradbury is the second highest per year. He signed a one-year $7.25 million contract with the Eagles after being cut by the New York Giants last summer. He played 98% of the snaps. It was an adequate level starter. You make an argument for much of the year, despite what San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel would tell you, that he was a quality starter. Jonathan Jones is the only other 
corner from the New England Patriots, and he's also 30 years old, who exceeds $6 million in annual average salary. And then Anthony Brown of the Dallas Cowboys is the only other corner who exceeds $5 million. Now, there's going to be some new players who are due for big contracts um, that are coming off of, you know, kind of their early years where they haven't had to be paid significant amounts of money. Uh, and that will probably serve as what the top of the market looks like in free agency. But this is a pretty middle tier economic price point for corners. I mean, if you, if you, if you think about corners and what they are getting paid and, and Xavier Howard and at $20 million per mark and Jalen Ramsey, and you've only got three corners on the market who exceed more than $5.1 million on their current contracts. I think for the Dolphins, getting some experience uh, would be good. Uh, a name that I do have soft circled would be Patrick Peterson. He played 95% of the snaps. He was suddenly a standout player for the Vikings, playing in the same conceptual kind of defense that the Dolphins are expected to play. And he was on a $4 million per contract with Minnesota. Now, this used to be a big-time lockdown man corner. But go back and watch the interception that he scored on the game-winning play against uh, the Buffalo Bills midseason. For all of the uh, evidence you need for his football instincts and ability to still play in zone coverage, and he's still got length, and he's still an above-average athlete, even as he has slowed down into his mid-30s. That would be a player I would put a big-time star next to as potentially having interest in bringing in in the same price range, understanding that there may be a little bit of an, an added skill drop-off. So as long as you have youth and depth in the room, Patrick Peterson, if you're swapping out Byron Jones for Patrick Peterson, you probably still save money if it's a post-June 1 cut. Peterson's not going to break the bank for you. And you've got two savvy former press men with plus-plus ball skills who now are, as they age in, in Peterson and Xavier Howard, really good instinctual players. And Peterson has experience in the scheme. It's a really exciting player to potentially add for the, the economic price point and the upside that comes with it, even as you know that this is a physically declining player. Uh, I would be remiss to not mention Emmanuel Mosley of the San Francisco 49ers, 27 years old, $4.6 million was his current contract on a per-year basis. Um, obviously, familiarity playing in San Francisco. A little bit of a different scheme. Uh, they're, they're a little bit more cover three versus Fangio is more quarter-quarter half and split field coverages, and, and whether that's cover five or cover six. And that's dictated on whether you're going to the passing strength or the passing weakness with how you rotate the safeties down. That's all that is. Um, but that is a player who has length, who Mike McDaniel is familiar with from his time in San Francisco, and maybe a player uh, who moves the needle for the Dolphins as well. And that's another player who he's a little bit younger. Maybe you feel better about his injury durability. He's also not going to break the bank. He's a middle-tier corner. And in the grand scale of what the upper ceiling is of the economics of cornerbacks in the NFL, th th this is a very price-friendly option for the Dolphins. We could go through uh, nickel players as well if we wanted to. I mean, we certainly need to talk about Nick Needham, who was a one-year 
$8 million deal with the Dolphins before he tore his Achilles. He just posted an, up, an update of him uh, kind of working through his uh, rehab process with his Achilles. But if I'm going to be totally honest, and I like Nick, and I think Nick with his versatility is a great add from a depth perspective, but I'm just looking at the nickel players that are available, and there's a player who is the same age, who is not coming off an injury, who is half the price based off of last year's contract that I think is a better player. And that's Chandon Sullivan, who also played in Minnesota. Uh, Sullivan, originally with Green Bay, goes to Minnesota on a short-term deal. Uh, this is a player who really popped to me. And he's he's played significant snaps the last three years. He's a five-year vet. The last three years, he's been over 70% of the snaps defensively for, for his respective defenses. 71, 76, and 81% of the snaps the last three years. He's a good tackler. I think he's maybe a little bit more quick twitch than Nick Needham, especially where we don't necessarily know where Nick is going to be athletically at the beginning of the season. And his price point last year was $1.75 million. I'd sign up for that all day long. I mean, there's there's a lot of bodies. Uh, there's there's a lot of scheduled free agents. You've got Sean Murphy Bunting as another long corner. Um, 26 years old, has slot flexibility as well. There's a lot of options, and there's because NFL teams roster so many corners, right? So you, you you're not necessarily surprised that the the options are plentiful. But boy, oh boy, am I looking through here at the price points on some of these guys and saying there's no reason why we can't lift this defensive backfield uh, quickly and effectively. We're going to talk about more names, but before we do, uh, we need to talk to you about one of our sponsors for today's show. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Better Help. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and done entirely online. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. So names in the defensive backfield. There's a lot of them. And it's a good problem for the Dolphins to have to have to filter through all these names. I will shout out some additional names in the cornerback free agent class that I think are relevant to the Dolphins. They all may not be great options, but I think you operate with the understanding that that you know, there's 32 teams that are going to be vying for for free agents in the defensive backfield and very few teams that are going to just go sit here and hold pat. Names that I think make sense for Miami include names like James Bradbury as an upper financial tier option for what I think is realistic for the Dolphins. I think he'll probably get something in the same stratosphere as what he got last time, maybe a little bit more. Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, Cameron Sutton is an excellent player in the nickel. Um, 4.5. So he's in the same stratosphere as Nick Needham. 
Uh, he's about the same age as Nick Needham. He's just not coming off an injury. Uh, Troy Hill uh, is a little bit of an older player, but is another, I, I think, effective nickel player. Uh, he's also $4.5 million at 32 years old. So that's, again, how confident are you in Nick Needham? Where do you want to ask Cater Kohu to step in long term? These are all questions they're going to have to answer. Patrick Peterson, who we've acknowledged as well. Uh, Eli Apple with Cincinnati is another high-variance player, but he's a high-variance player in the same way that Marcus Peters is, but he's also worth $10.5 million less on his most recent contract, and this is a second-contract player already. This is not, oh, he's waiting for a big payday. Um, Outside corner, 28 years old, has some youth. I think the only upsell here versus some of the other names that we mentioned, like Mosley and Patrick Peterson, uh, is age and being a little bit of a cheaper player. We're, we're Apple's 28 years old. Uh, Kyle Fuller with the Ravens. Uh, you're, you're worried a little bit about durability there. He only played 7% of the snaps defensively this year, 31 years old, season-ending injury. All of those things add up. It's a tough sell. Uh, Byron Murphy. Uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, he's only 25 years old, very talented player. He's played out of position a lot in Arizona because as far as I'm concerned, Arizona doesn't know what the hell they're doing defensively. Uh, they get guys like Isaiah Simmons and they play him out of position. They have a son Reddick. They play him out of position. They uh, get Zayvon Collins. It takes him a year and they, they kind of have to piecemeal all these things together. Well, corner, the corner room has been horrible in Arizona and everybody's known it. And Byron Murphy's a good inside player. He's a good nickel slot defender. And yet he's been charged largely with playing outside corner for the vast majority of his career in Arizona. Um, Might be a a really good roll of the dice for the Dolphins to take uh, on a cheap economic deal that would allow you to have depth. Case in point, um, he's less than a million dollars more than what the Dolphins paid for Justin Bethel to play 11% of the defensive snaps and be a special teams-only player. Now, what the next contract looks like is a different different question altogether, but Byron Murphy still played over 50% of the defensive snaps for the Cardinals last year. Uh, and we mentioned Shannon Sullivan. I think he'd be, an ex- he'd be an excellent addition to this defense, in my mind. I think he can really play. Greedy Williams with the Cleveland Browns is another player who is really interesting. Coming out of LSU, was really gifted. It once was once upon a time thought to be a first-round player, tumbled out of the first round, um, and now playing time when, when he's surpassed by Denzel Ward as a top corner there, and they have Greg Newsom, who was a first-round pick as well. Um, they have Martin Emerson, who came in as a day-two pick and really commanded a lot of playing time. Williams is kind of buried on the death chart there. That might be a diamond in the rough type candidate. Uh, another nickel player that it's worth acknowledging is Bryce Callahan with the Chargers. He played 56% of the snaps. $1.27 million was his most recent economic uh, per year basis for his pay. Um, that name jumps off to me a bit. Fabian Moreau with the Giants uh, out of UCLA was generally considered to be a mid-round prospect. Uh, struggled to get his footing. Went to some... Uh, ineffective player development situations, I think is probably the nice way to say it. Went to the Giants this year and played 66% of the snaps. I think he'd be a good depth option. He's physical. Uh, He has good height, weight, speed. It's just a name to acknowledge. Uh, David Long, another nickel player. David Long from Michigan. 
uh, played t- about 30% of the defensive snaps. He's coming off his rookie contract, so he might be due for a payday. Pro- I'd probably put him up in that three to four to five million dollars per year range as an expectation for him uh, coming off of his rookie contract. Uh, if you want length, uh, specifically if you want press ability, uh, Jamil Dean with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27 years old, coming off the last year of his rookie contract. He played 80% of the defensive snaps. Um, He came into the league out of Auburn and was very much just press man exclusive type player. And his rookie year, he was excellent in press coverage. But if you didn't play press coverage, like they didn't dress him for some games if they knew they were going to have to play more zone coverage. So He's an interesting player. He certainly has physical skills. He's a height, weight, speed type guy. I think he's got length to play in deep third coverages. Um, but do you, do you have that player in Noah Igbenogany? Um, whereas if Noah, I think, was in a different situation where um, the Dolphins didn't have to get out of their DNA and, and play more man coverage, would he have played more this year? Uh, I don't know. Um but Dean is a player who strikes me as the same kind of variance player and kind of segmented, tall, long, not necessarily short area agility type player. Um, it's worth mentioning that Elijah Campbell uh, is a exclusive rights free agent for the Dolphins. Go ahead and lock him back in with the team. He showed some really nice stuff down the stretch, uh, be that at safety or at corner. Uh, he's a player I like a lot. I would like to continue to see him get a chance to develop. And then Amani Oyuorie would be the last name at corner that I would mention. Uh, he played with Detroit. He's an unrestricted free agent, 27 years old, last year of his rookie contract, so $710,000. He was good in 2021, but took a step back in 2022. So for Oyuorie, this might be a discounted rate player that is worth more uh, if he gets into a more consistent situation, obviously Detroit ended up firing their defensive backs coach at the midpoint of the season. And then they got hot and went on a run and they made some personnel changes and all you kind of fell by the wayside there uh, as they were trying to get some stability in the defensive backfield. He's a pretty interesting option that I think would be another low cost option for Miami. So that, that's probably double-digit names that we've acknowledged between the slot. So so it gives you flexibility for, are you keeping Byron Jones? And are you looking to uh, get more depth as far as middle-of-the-field type players to, to be able to play in, in dime packages? Or do you want an outside exclusives guy and you're going to keep Cater Kohu inside of the slot? You're going to have options. You're going to have a lot of options, and I think a lot of options that aren't going to break the bank. So uh, this sets up favorably for Miami. Now, the, the third safety is something else altogether. Because if you look at, from a price point perspective, the top of the safety free agent market is actually more imposing than what the top of the cornerback market is in free agency. You have Jesse Bates, Jordan Poyer, Jimmy Ward, and Devin McCourty. Also, Adrian Amos of of the Green Bay Packers. Those players are all $9 million plus on their current contract. I would expect Jesse Bates gets... The bag, 26-year-old free safety, playing with the Bengals. The Bengals are already talking about, oh, well, we're going to have to make some decisions on who to pay and who to not pay. Do we pay T. Higgins? Is Joe Burrow going to take a discount to help keep the core together? Bates played on the franchise tag. I think he's out of here. They drafted Daxon Hill in the first round last year. I would expect he's going to be their their replacement 
there. Some of these other guys are going to get the bag too, but there's other options for a third safety in Miami that has my radar going. But before we get there, I've got to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier and more consistent this year, which is why the life hack that is Built Bar is totally clutch. You got to try Built with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. They're delicious. You would think you're eating a candy bar, not a protein bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein in a bar. I'm not kidding. You can go to built.com, check out the option, or you can shop at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can go to Walmart, get yourself a four-bar box in the pharmacy section, or go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box, which is what I would recommend. The more, the better with Built. All right, bring us home. Jordan Poyer is a player who is going to be tied to the Dolphins. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Whether or not he actually signs is probably going to be dependent upon the Dolphins' interest. I can tell you from my perspective, especially with Brandon Jones coming back from a knee injury that has his status kind of, I don't want to say to be determined, but it's you don't know when he's going to be back at full strength. Jordan Poyer, 32 years old, played 72% of the snaps, $9.75 million. He wants top of market money with his next contract. I don't think he's going to get that anywhere. I do not think he's going to get that anywhere. But if you paid attention to Jordan Poyer on social media and how he handled himself ahead of the playoff game, there's kind of been these allusions to like, this is it. I'm out of here. That's the expectation. And if you've also paid attention to Jordan Poyer's interactions on social media, plus the kind of the whisperings from behind the scenes, which I myself have heard, Poyer to Miami is a pretty buzzy possibility. Now, that is going to be determined by the Dolphins' willingness to pay that kind of money. I don't think they're going to pay top of market money regardless. But if the options for Jordan Poyer are, I want to get a market reset contract, or I want to go where I want to go to play, the impression that seems to be out there is Jordan Poyer would like to play in Buffalo or Miami. Take that for what you will. I won't dismiss it, and I will say a healthy Jordan Poyer um, is a phenomenal addition to this defense because you're going to play three safeties a lot, a lot of the time. And having a player like Poyer, who can play high, he can play low, he can play in the slot, and you pair him with Javon Holland, who can play high, he can play low, he can play in the slot, and you pair that with Brandon Jones, who can play low, and he can play high, wouldn't put him in the slot, you have a lot of versatility to, and this is what the Fangio defense does a lot of, it's a lot of static alignments pre-snap. They're going to give you the same picture every single snap. Your pre-snap look is going to look almost identical play in and play out. And it is the post-snap rotation that is going to play games with opposing quarterbacks. This is not, 
we're going to manufacture miscommunications by being walked up on the line of scrimmage and we're going to play cover zero behind it and give you double birds and say, we're just going to line up and create chaos and be agents of chaos. And then we're going to try and just pop somebody out underneath or force you to hold the ball. That's what the Dolphins have done for the last couple of years to varying degrees of success. 2020 was the best run. This is every pre-snap look. You are going to get the exact same thing. What we do post-snap rotation, we've talked about the string, right? The apex defender, the, the, the apex defender and the two safeties. And you draw a line between those three players. And how that line moves, whether you're rocking or rolling the safeties or you're going to drop the middle one down and push the two high or you're going to rotate the whole thing, that's the game that, the, that this defense is going to play. And the more versatile that spine of the back of your defense is, the more interchangeable those players are, the more successful you can be because the more ways you can lie to opposing offenses. It's important. And as I look at the way that this would set up with Jordan Poyer, you can get very, very versatile. Jimmy Ward, intriguing player, also 32 years old, kind of in the same economic strike zone. I think Poyer's a little bit more of an impact player. Ward is a little bit more of a striker and hitter. Devin McCourty, 36 years old. I think age is out of the Dolphins market. Uh, I think his role is a true free high safety who this past year missed a number of opportunities to make big plays. Um, is a player that no longer makes sense for Miami. Adrian Amos is interesting. He's just not he's just not as much of a splash player as either Jordan Poyer or Jimmy Ward or even the player who's directly below him on the economic chart, uh, which is Von Bell of the Bengals. Both Bengals safeties are expiring contracts, and I, I think both would be interesting additions to the Dolphins. Bates is going to be out of the Dolphins' economic strike zone. Von Bell as the strong safety, and I'm using air quotes here because that, that's really in the same way that 3-4 and 4-3 is antiquated and largely non-relevant. Free safety versus strong safety is largely antiquated and non-relevant. It, it's more the roles that you're going to fill for how many X's on the chalkboard. Uh, Von Bell is, is more of a Brandon Jones type player. But if you want to have interchangeability and then have them serve as a half field or quarter coverage assignments at deep, Von Bell might make sense too. And he was his current contract was $6 million per. That's in the same strike zone as what the Dolphins were paying Eric Rowe, which was $5 million per. And as you continue down, uh, there, there's players who are largely... Low, low ceiling options is probably how I would describe the vast majority of these. Uh, Jibril Peppers is an interesting player, 28 years old, former first-round pick, $2 million last year, played with the Patriots. He was one of 18 safeties that the Patriots had on the roster last year. How's this for a stat? Clayton Fezdalum with a $2 million um, per year average. Here are the players 
below that economic price point that I would rather have <laughs> than Clayton Fezlum on the roster. DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, very much a special teams type player as well. Uh, Rodney McLeod with the Colts was a successful player with the Eagles before that. Uh, I'll pass on Daniel Sorensen, Daron Harmon, special teams player, uh, Deion Bush with the Chiefs, Keanu Neal, a little bit more of a linebacker type with the Bucks. now, probably would rather have Neal, uh, Dane Cruikshank with the Bears, DeMonte KZ with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Eric Harris with the Falcons, uh, and then you get into some rookie contract type players who um, kind of move the needle for me as well. Nasir Adderley, Taylor Rapp, and Juan Thornhill. Uh, those are three safeties that are are starting players. You know, th these are not uh, their their economic their their order on the economic death chart here comes because they're rookie contract players. Nasir Adderley, Taylor Rapp, and Juan Thornhill all played at least eighty five percent of their team's respective defensive snaps this year. Adderley with the Chargers. I was a second-round pick out of University of Delaware. Super talented. Um, I think he's pretty diverse. He he would be, if you want to go get the Jordan Poyer-type player, but you don't want to pay the Jordan Poyer-type money, which is probably a minimum $11, $12 million per year. You know, It's not the market reset dollar amount, but it's, it's a, a raise over what he got this past year. Adderley's kind of the guy, and he's younger. Taylor Rapp, um, former track guy, track background, runs really well. A uh, little bit less instinctual in coverage than the other two guys, the, the third one being Juan Thornhill. Uh, but he's also 26 years old. He played 90% of the snaps for the Rams. Uh, some interesting upside there. And then Juan Thornhill with the Chiefs, former corner with Virginia. Big corner, transition to safety. Took him a couple years. He really found his footing. Each one of those guys is probably in the... Let me make sure I get this right here. I'm going to look at the safety market in general and the uh, average per year. The top of the average per year market for safeties is $19 million with Derwin James. And you got 18 with Minka Fitzpatrick, 17 and a half with Jamal Adams, 16 with Harrison Smith. That's the stratosphere that Jordan Poyer wants to invoke his name into. And if somebody's going to give him that, you skip down the line here a little bit, then you're Buda Baker, Eddie Jackson, Kevin Byard, Marcus Williams are all 14. Quandre Diggs is 13. Jesse Bates on the franchise tag was 12-9. Jalen Thompson with the Cardinals, 12. What were we saying about the Cardinals a little earlier? Uh, John Johnson with the Browns, 11. Justin Reed, 10 and a half. Amani Hooker, 10. These are really good players. But now, I mean, you're, you're literally talking a difference of, of 40% on the contract to get down into the $9 million range where Jimmy Ward, Devin McCourty, Tyron Matthew, Adrian Amos, uh, Ray Sean Jenkins are Marcus may signed a deal last year. That was three years, $22.5 million, an average of seven and a half per and Marcus may is a quality starter. So if you, if, if you could tell me that you as the dolphins could get one of Juan Thornhill, Taylor Rapp, or Nasir Adderley for $7 million, I'd probably rather pay that than pay Jordan Poyer 12 13 per. And they're a younger player. You might get an extra two contracts out of that player if all goes well. So 
options, 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 options on the back end. No shortage of them. No shortage of options for content here on Locked On Dolphins as well. Your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it, so keep it locked in. Right here on Locked On Dolphins. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your Tuesday. I will talk with you all again tomorrow. Fins up.